I V M. So it's been another great week on IVM where we try to get you the best podcasts that are around. This week on the Pravati Podcast, we have management and mint columnist Karthik Sashidar who joins Bhavan and Hamsani to talk about elections and voting. On Shunya 1, we have Samir Pittalwala, founder of Culture Machine, talking about streaming content online and ad creation through tech, his journey with setting up Culture Machine. On IVM Likes, we have Abbas Janam and Naveen talking about the meme culture. On the Vishal Gundal Show, Vishal welcomes Vivek Bhargav, CEO of iProspect to communicate, one of the foremost digital advertising companies in the country. On Keeping It Queer, Naveen interacts with queer filmmaker Pradipta Ray, who opens up about what it was like to identify as trans in a culturally affluent household. On Who's Your Mommy, we tackle the weird advice literally everyone gives to new moms. On Cyrus Says, we have Gauri Devi Dayal, an ace entrepreneur responsible for starting several awesome restaurants in Bombay. On Sonology Sonology, a unique agony ant call-in show, Sonu helps his listeners on how to potty train their dogs. It's been a great week on IBM, and we hope that you can check out as many of these shows as you can. And now, let me get you onto your show. Folks, welcome to Paisa Paisa. I'm your host, Anupam Gupta, P50 on Twitter. Now, I know that all my shows are special shows. Of course, they are. But uh, you would know that the Monday shows are typically episodic with a guest who talks about a certain topic. This time, we're breaking that pattern. We're having one show, a special one-off show, which is going to, which is only about the markets. Okay. Now, I know a lot of you are new to equity. Um, there might be a, quite a few of you who've just started an SIP. And maybe if you started it two, three years ago, say in 2014 or 2013, when the markets were down, you're really having a good time right now. Even if you started it last year, 2017 was a fantastic year for the stock markets. Okay. And especially for mid caps and small caps versus the large caps. This year has been a rude awakening, so to say. Okay. Now we need to understand what's really going on on the ground here for, for uh, India as an economy and as a market to help us navigate through that. We have Neeraj Shah, who is the markets editor at Bloomberg Quint. I'm really thrilled to have him here because he's among the very, I would say, few sane voices who can easily explain what's happening in the markets. He meets pretty much everybody uh, from India Inc., from CEOs to fund managers to economists. So he has a very special take on the markets. We are going to talk about what's really happened in the market in the past and what you listeners should do with your investments. Okay. Neeraj, welcome to Pesa Pesa. Thank you so much for coming here uh, and giving us your take on what's happening in the markets. Uh, standard question that I start all my podcasts with. Tell us about yourself and what got you to Bloomberg Quinn. Do you have a passion for the markets or what's your story? Well, uh, quintessential Gujarati boy growing mm. up in an entrepreneurial family. In fact, I'm the black sheep, so to say. Ah. But uh, passion for equity is always there. Mm -hmm. uh, somehow, before getting into a brokerage, CNBC TV 18 beckoned. Mm. So about 14 years ago, landed up a job there. Mm -hmm. And since then, haven't looked back. Mm -hmm. um, though I would say that uh, a large portion of my career I've spent in ET now, mm -hmm. uh, since inception of the channel. Yeah. About a year ago, Bloomberg Quint happened to call. They were looking for somebody senior. They thought of me as being able to fill that role. Sure. Um, it was a good mix because it's a fairly forward-looking uh, place to work in. Mm -hmm. they are, we, we are only digital. Yeah. We are not on TV as yet. Mm -hmm. We hope to be at some point of time. Yeah. But we are very happy being a digital-only product. Mm -hmm. um, and you would know this as well, right? Yeah. Digital is really taking shape and form, maybe it wings. Is, it is, it is, it is. So all of that, uh, plus the kind of role, the kind of opportunity, seemed fairly compelling. Mm. And I can only say that I've been very happy that I've been at Bloomberg Quint. We've been trying to do a lot of things, Anupam, including 
you know, mutual fund shows yeah. and a few other things to try and educate new investors. So, uh, I would say that's how I landed at Bloomberg Quint. I'm sure that our listeners also will wish you all the very best because the product shows, right? I mean, it's a very different look from the website or from the app or wherever you're uh, you're viewing the channel. And then there's, of course, Bloomberg. The kind of data that Bloomberg brings to the table is something totally different. And that's what I wanted to, um, you know, start out this entire topic uh, with you on the outlooks for the market. Um, so, from what I understand, markets have three broad factors okay one is at a corporate level what i would like to call the fundamental angle um so companies and how they're doing how is their earnings trajectory which again depends on the overall macro economy uh, in india okay and we know that unlike last year unlike since four years ago crude has been a very big factor so folks uh, right now the nifty is what about 10600 okay so the nifty is at 10600 oil oil is above 80 dollars a barrel uh, the 10 year bond is probably somewhere near 8% okay now these three factors we've not seen them for quite some time now okay and then of course there's a liquidity angle which is what affects stock price movements day in day out could be fund flows could be sips fii's domestic guys whatever it is let's you know let let's just talk about these three things what are people telling you your own views um Let's start with corporate, okay? Uh, how are companies doing? Um, I remember uh, in the last couple of weeks, at least what's called the urban consumption story uh, has been doing pretty well. I think there are some pockets of India's, uh, India Inc., like we call it, which is doing well, some that are not doing well. So what's the general feel out there for profits and earnings? So, Anupam, corporate India hmm. over the last say two quarters or three quarters is sounding a lot more confident about the future looking good hmm. than they have at least in the past three or four years hmm. from what my memory serves me. You can sense that. I can sense that. Okay. Daily interactions with three or four corporate CEOs at least. And they're uh, big ones. They're not like... Okay. Yeah. So small, mid, large, almost everybody's saying that they are seeing green shoots of recovery and hoping for the earnings growth to come in. Okay. Now, you know... Uh, just to take the step back, sure. for the last three years, uh, the Nifty earnings, which is the EPS of the market at large or the Nifty 50 stocks at large, yes. uh, for the benefit of your listeners, yeah. um, have been promising growth, but have not been delivering growth. Exactly. Every year we're starting off with a higher number, eventually coming off lower. Hmm. That's probably the case even in FY18 as well. Hmm. But the confidence about FY19 looking slightly different hmm. is a lot more uh, palpable right now, if I can use that term. I'm going to just, uh, you know, just uh, break in here for the viewers' benefits, uh, folks. Nifty. Uh, so when Neeraj said forecast, um, the Nifty is an index which has 50 companies, and there are analysts, uh, you know, in brokerages who forecast the earnings of all these companies. What Neeraj is saying that for the last three years, everyone, as all the analysts, started off saying that this year is going to be fantastic for all these companies. Guess what? It didn't happen that way. Okay. And earnings were what's called downgraded. So let's say that you started January saying that the Nifty EPS will be, say, 100 rupees. And guess what? It turned out to be only 85. So you said, okay, we'll downgrade our earnings. You go into next year saying that, listen, the Nifty EPS will be 110. Guess what? It was just 90. Okay. So this trend has been happening for the last two or three years. And this year also, we are going in with that. But I believe this time might actually be different. Yeah, that's what people are hoping, hmm. uh, yeah. Anupam. And, but, you know, within this trend, Anupam, I'm sure. just trying to make it as simple as I can. Hmm. Uh, from December 14th to June, December 2014 hmm. to June 2016, hmm. the Nifty sales, the hmm. sales growth or the revenue growth of the Nifty 50 companies that's right. had shown a negative growth. Oh, 
yeah the last that number has changed to a minimum of 13% growth on average huh. for each of the last 5 quarters oh so so it's real it it is seemingly real okay what has not happened is that the eps that we are talking about the nifty 50 eps that we are discussing right. has not been picking up because Everybody knows that the banking sector, yeah. the PSU banking space, everybody's heard of PNB yeah. and the whole fraud that has happened there. Yeah. So as a result of that fraud, hmm. the profit numbers hmm. of the Nifty 50, I mean all the 50s, the Nifty 50 earnings get impacted by the earnings of all the 50 companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now if banks which are a large portion of the Nifty 50 hmm. are not reporting the earnings hmm. are in fact reporting losses hmm. that is dragging down those numbers. Hmm. So that's happened in quarter 3 hmm. which is the october november december quarter yeah. and it's also happened in quarter 4 to an extent we, from what we've seen till we now so the sbi and i think the uh, just yesterday the bank of numbers came out and idbi said it stopped it stopped corporate lending yeah. <laughs> that should give our listeners some feel about how bad the npa crisis is yeah but it would be fair to assume that uh, i don't i hate using this this cliche but it's there is the worst over yeah so that's the question that we will probably get to know over the mm. course of the next uh, maybe four or eight odd quarters anupam mm. just one caveat to this mm. you know i was having so okay just to sum this up yeah, yeah. i mean the earnings haven't looked great thus far okay we are hoping that in the next year which is fy19 which starts from april 1st or mm. has started from april 1st mm. on to march 31st next mm. year mm. will be a lot better mm. than what the past has been and if that happens then there is some solace to corporate earnings okay the only caveat that um, i have and it was a bit of a uh, rude awakening coming in from a ceo okay. so to say i was speaking to one of the consumer companies a company right. which manufactures air coolers okay. and that company ceo and promoter said Hmm. that uh, while gst was supposed to stop the black money or the sec- ah. number 2 market hmm. he said somehow it is still thriving okay. so everybody expected that the earnings growth yeah, the yeah. eps growth or the sales growth hmm. because the unorganized market will move to the organized market so optically there'll be this boom optically there'll be this boom yeah, yeah, yeah. uh might be a bit delayed okay. because the recovery okay. will not be as quick as ex- expected yeah. so, so that's just a small caveat it's been you know it's less than a year to gst I think some some of the ching some of the stuff is still being uh, ironed out so to say and I think you know so that will take its own that will take its own time so okay so corporate india more or less okay from what i know um the cons- the consumption based companies okay the hindustan lever the nestle the png is going by the stock prices which are hitting 52 week up my, my guess is all time new highs five seen there is good even um uh, something like a pvr something like a jubilant you know pizzas domino pizzas all of these companies so the a they're saying that there is demand on the ground and b it's rural and it's urban also would that be a fair assumption yeah at least the corporate seem to be singing that tune and the results are showing, showing that. that almost all the consumer companies yeah. beat somebody who's selling shampoos in a pouch hmm. or serving hmm. pizzas in a restaurant or showing the- movies in a theater all of them seem to be doing well so that's one bucket hmm. that is doing reasonably well hmm. and everybody from a patanjali to a dabar to a colgate are seem to be doing reasonably well anupam that should give a good good idea so then i'm i'm guessing that aside from banking the other part of the economy uh, which isn't exactly doing well would be probably infra maybe not growing See I know that the boom that was there in 2003 to 2008 that can't be repeated in fact that's what gave us a hangover of NPS to some extent but the infra field you know someone like Alasan or someone like a BHL someone like a Bharat Forge and these other very big companies who are in the infra uh, sector what are they saying are they are, are they okay 
So road construction companies are doing fairly well. Hmm. They are fairly happy. Hmm. Uh, companies which are into pure play construction. I mean, uh, to simplify, construction has also changed a bit. We yes. won't get into details, but yeah, from yeah, BOT yeah. to BOT, it's a slightly complex term. Yeah. But select construction companies are doing okay. Hmm. But the larger ones, which have very large order books in the past, hmm. so you're right, hmm. LNT, BHL, etc., hmm. haven't really set the stage on fire. Okay. They are hoping for some recovery to come in. And some of the capital good companies, hmm. which are essentially the ones which build the machines, hmm. uh, not a large portion of weightage on the nifty hmm. but uh, they have shown some signs of improvement the last couple of quarters and right. they are hoping for more the recent interactions seem to suggest hmm. that they are hoping for more Thermax spoke to us about a few days back sure. and very hopeful of some recoveries coming in but that's uh, it mirrors the GDP growth right yes because it does I, I, I would think that if over the last 2-3 years uh, the, the services led growth has been pretty strong agri in any case has become smaller and smaller Whereas the manufacturing or the industrial GDP that we say is kind of stagnant. Maybe there's a turnaround. I think IAP numbers once in a while seem to show that there's a burst. But you've yet to see that get out of the woods. Like consumption, you can say now we are done. I mean, there, there, there was this phase in the middle two, three years ago where even consumption from pizzas to movies to levers, they were all in, in that slowdown phase. That stuff, at least for now, is growing well. Infra, let's see. Would that be a fair assessment? Yeah, that's a completely fair assessment. Okay, I think it's the banks really which, you know, which uh, would probably be, and PSU banks on the NPA side, once maybe that NPA recovery starts. There's some way some people are talking about that these guys have written off thousands of crores of loans, but with the IBC and the NCLT and all the proceedings they're going, maybe in the next... I don't know, six months to a year, maybe some recoveries? Is there any chance of that? Yeah, I'm hopeful. I mean, the State State Bank of India said that the worst is behind them, but they've been now saying this for a while. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I take on board the laughter that yeah. all of us have when we hear this. Yeah. But, yeah, if, if, if banks manage to turn the corner yeah. and if information technology, hmm. the IT companies, which are hmm. also a fairly large weightage on the indices, yeah. if they deliver, then we may have a decent uh, profit performance in FI19. Okay. And even if the valuations, which is what we pay for yeah, yeah. buying a stock yeah. and if the market valuations uh, might seem a bit stretched but yeah. if the micro works and if the macro which is the oil yeah. and the current account deficit something that you alluded to at the start of the conversation yeah. doesn't worsen too much from mm. here mm. then things might be a bit okay yeah that in fact comes to the second part which is that crude i, mean, I don't think there's anything that we can do out here india is a country that is i know that you know there's a lot of uh, debate and discussion about how this could have been handled but I, but i don't want to really get into that because that's hardcore politics um but where we are right now with 80 dollars i think if it stays at 80 my guess is oh, let's give it a band of 75 to 85 for the next one year. I don't think it'll be a crisis, but we don't want it to go worse than that. We can't live with $100 crude, right? Would, would I be right in saying that? Yeah, I mean, from all perspectives, right? From a, yeah. a perspective of uh, somebody who's filling up petrol in his motorbike or yeah. his car, that's that's tough. Mm. And, um, and yeah, from a perspective of what it does to inflation, mm. as well as to the country's macros, higher numbers would be a pinch. Yeah. One would hope that the numbers would be lower. Dharminder Pradhan, our minister is on record saying that we would happily be sub $70 a barrel, right? Ah. But yeah, I, I guess your guess uh, is as good as mine, though. Yeah. But 75 to 85 75 to 80 or lower than that yeah. is probably the best bet for India. Yeah, so I, I think my I think the red flags would go up the the minute we cross and stay above 85. Then I guess all bets are off. I don't yeah. think I at least I personally wouldn't look at the Nifty as giving you know any great upside soon with oil at that level. So okay, so let's get to the hot potato, which is politics. Uh, Saf Niyat Sahi Vikas. That was the full page front page. Ad in the Times today, which I believe is probably the election bugle 
for next year for 2019 assuming that it's in 2019 um what's the politics angle out here now i mean how is how are how is corporate india okay and fund managers what's their take on politics right now i mean i would would, would i be right in assuming that as of today okay we are at 26 may to 2018 the consensus is that the nda government will come back to power in 2019 maybe with not such a big mandate is that the base case right now yes that would be the base case mm-hmm. uh, i think the base case might change a bit if at all uh, if the election verdict in the three state elections come november changes a bit mm. uh, but as of now the markets at least the markets are working with the nda coming back to power mm. uh, as the base case you are right okay and fund managers are also you know they they haven't been unnerved so to say with whatever they've seen in karnataka or you know there's also a pretty important by election coming up on monday so whatever losses that the bjp has taken the market is kind of saying listen it's fine you know we are still they would still at least get maybe 250 260 they might need a few more partners but it's still them is that you know is that what people are thinking yeah so you know yesterday b- before because i knew we were going to talk today i spoke mm. to somebody who is pro bjp somebody is anti bjp right to okay. try and get a, get a sense of uh, what they are saying mm. so mm. the optimist or the pro bjp person uh, told me that uh, you may look you may argue that karnataka we didn't end up forming the government or bjp didn't end up forming the government mm. but they were still the leading party mm. so while uh the congress has fallen into a pot and come out smelling like roses hmm. it is the bjp which got the higher mandate right. and that might only augur well for the lok sabha elections in 2019 sure you're talking about how gujarat was a tough fight but bjp still managed to form the government That's right. and that augurs well for 2019 too hmm. so this guy had a take that irrespective of the noise around hmm. the voter on the ground still wants to vote for prime minister narendra modi mm. and therefore we as investors or fund managers mm. are still going ahead with betting on that being the base case scenario mm. the skeptic of mm. course was saying that never before has there been a show of unity mm. of such magnitude in the last 4 years at least if That's not right. the last 25 years okay and if this show of unity manages to stay together mm. then it could be a tough ask we've heard sounds of that mm. and which is why i was referring to how the three state elections become very crucial mm. it will show either the desperation or the tact of the opposition parties mm. to stitch together coalitions which will keep the bjp out of power mm. now the markets may not like that but anupam um, you know if i can bring in some stats here mm. the last uh, i was reading an edelweiss report they've done some analysis of this the last 5 general elections that have happened in india mm. four out of those five mm. in the run up to the elections the indian markets have outperformed the emerging markets mm. by a margin mm. three of the other five times mm. forget the relative performance in absolute terms as well the indian markets have done very well mm. in the run up to the elections so mm. while the the mood might be that there might be excessive volatility and we might well see that mm. but that may well be due to global factors and not necessarily local factors but which may be coming to us in the under the garb of this being politic politics induced volatility yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be very interesting to see what happens over the next next 9 months yeah. but my guess is that if the earnings start showing up mm. then we may not see too much of uh, desperation on the on the minds of investors or professional fund managers to go out and sell their stock believing mm. or guessing mm. as to what will happen in 2019 in the base case as you rightly said mm. still remains that the nda comes back to power whether in full majority or with the stitching a couple of partnerships remains to be seen though that's right um which brings us to the last uh, thing liquidity um the numbers that i have with me is that uh, 
we are at about 1.7 crore sips which are at a run rate i think about 6000 rupees or 5000 rupees per month uh, so that means it's just sip flow alone into this market is above a billion dollars a month okay it might be 6500 to 7000 crores a month um over and above that you've got what you know what uh, mutual funds get from their lump sum investments and then of course you've got the fis so i think you know what makes this bull run different from the previous ones is this number of a billion dollars a month it was never there before in this pf money also which i believe is another large chunk that's come in so liquidity wise we seem to be in a good place would that be right i mean what's what's the feel out there for what do fund managers tell you about this inflow of money that keeps on coming in it's an interesting uh, thing to look at mm-hmm. uh, anupam and i'll cite the example of somebody who i spoke to recently he's not a very large amc mm-hmm. and therefore was willing to look at the importance of both the domestic flows and institu- and foreign flows mm-hmm. foreign flows uh, thus far into india mm-hmm. till april we have data till april That's 30th right. mm-hmm. have been the lowest since 2012 if my memory serves me right about 8000 crores okay uh, which is uh, by far the lowest mm-hmm. that we've seen in the last 5 or 6 years mm-hmm. and uh, and despite that mm. the in markets have held out reasonably well we are very close to new highs yeah. in part could be attributed to what the domestic managers are doing mm. when i speak to distributors we we do this show called the mutual fund show mm. which mm. involves getting fund managers and distributors and you know advisors almost yeah, every yeah. single week yeah. and they had to say that almost all of their clients are mm. uh, the sip based clients as you rightly said mm. are putting in money close to about 6000 or crores almost every single month regularly mm. and all fund managers say that we may not see the lump sum money which is people investing one time one i mean time, yeah, and yeah, i have yeah. 20000 rupees i have invested just, in the month yeah, of march you, and then not done anything for the next few you, months you say you get a bonus or you have a one time income and you say let me just put this in the market so yeah. that's called a lump sum investment that's called a lump sum investment okay. right hmm. so that may be erratic hmm. because i may not get that money every month correct but in an sip i know that i can invest 5000 rupees or 3000 rupees every month hmm. and i'm doing that hmm. so that money is constant hmm. people are not willing to pull that out hmm. because the markets have shown some volatility fund managers believe this is here to stay distributors believe that their clients are comfortable with this money staying mm. for the next uh, 12 months 24 months 36 months you know all this goal based investing have now taken shape and form in a meaningful way in india long term investments and meeting your goals and all that yes. mutual fund sahi hai mutual fund sahi hai bhale now the campaign has changed yeah. to mutual fund sahi hai thoda patience bhi rakho i know that's actually that. good eh? that's actually good because uh, it's a it's an actually it's an appropriate way of messaging this entire thing right because the way that equity returns figure in the long term they never linear i mean it's good to say that 15 years the sensex agar has been 15% but guess what all those returns are concentrated only in a few years yes the balance of them you're gone i mean so i so it looks like they will be able to absorb a certain i mean you know um is goes with what i keep talking with people also the feel that i get is a lot of people are waiting on the sidelines they are saying nahi ruko nifty 9000 tak girega 8500 tak girega we'll wait and then we'll put which is all fine you know i hope that that uh, some people will lose some people will gain but do you think that overall the awareness level of people has gone up you know with whatever you're speaking and you think that maybe they have the confidence to take a hit of 10% 15% on on the nifty without saying that okay i'll just stop my sip what's the feel there yeah i think most people are uh, now accept or okay with the fact that their investments might show a small negative return in the intermediate period but they don't want to take out the money in the next one year and therefore they're not bothered about it hmm. you know there's a small psychological play if, if i may anupam out here hmm. Uh, ask any Gujarati investor okay. who's bought a stock at hundred rupees, hmm. 
and if the stock goes down to 70 hmm. he'll never cut short his losses because he will believe his investment is right yeah. and at some point of time that stock will come back to 100 yeah. i think that psychology might might percolate into mutual fund investing as well even hmm. for people who are watching navs hmm. if the navs is lower they will never accept that that a call was wrong and hmm. this time around in in the case of an nav hmm. the advisor is telling them confidently hmm. that boss stay put hmm. over the next 3 4 years which hmm. is what you invested the money for your nav should be hmm. significantly higher than what it is right now hmm. so this sip flow seems like it's to stay hmm. and while 6000 crores may not be a very large number compared to the kind of money that fi is put in yeah, yeah. but it is some some cushion that comes in and if the market start performing and people start making some real money hmm. something that they've seen in 2017 hmm. then um, who knows you never know the yeah, flows yeah. might accelerate folks i'm going to put this in perspective for you okay because i'm sure that you not not i'm assuming not sure uh, that not many of you were there when mutual funds boomed in 2006 2007 2008 um th- that was a time when you had something called entry load okay so at that point of time distributors were very aggressive in pushing what was called NFO new fund offer with that whole thing about this is available to you at 10 rupees and all that and of course our awareness levels weren't as uh, as high as it is today as it was then and that entire uh, structure of entry loads and NFOs created a fairly large boom of uh, mutual funds in my guess is between 2004 and 2008 again coinciding with the bull market at that point of time for those of you who who uh, who, who don't remember the sensex went from 3000 somewhere in 2003 to 22000 in 2008 okay so i just think about those numbers for for a while seven times returns okay in five years okay that's how the markets had gone up so obviously there was mania there was bubbles there was a lot of lot of stuff at that point of time and mutual funds also had exploded at that point of time then as usual sebi woke up took off the entry load uh, now you've come to a phase where you've got direct investments regular investments stuff like that and i hope that people who are listening are aware of all these concepts and now when you look at sip that's very different okay that's like a it's like a tap you just put it on and it just goes okay so the quality of inflow that's coming into the market is different from what it was 10 years ago so okay neeraj so it looks like this time around retail investors have a little bit of more you know risk appetite that if the nifty falls you know they should hang around for a while yeah anupam and you know just again one small point here from again coming in from a lot of people who've done this show the mutual fund show over the last one year and have advised us hmm. if all goes right which hmm. is what we are all investing for right we are investing in india because we believe 10 years out hmm. our investment will yield returns hmm. so if all goes right and if any of your viewers who have an sip hmm. stay invested hmm. and with the presumption that all goes right we'll all be in for better times uh, if we are staying if we have stayed invested so it will be wrong to panic yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, if yeah. the market shows some volatility over the next 6 to 9 odd months and talking of panic what's the deep in small mid caps what's happening out there okay um listeners uh neeraj will give me the numbers but from whatever little i know small mid cap in- indices have fallen i think by 10 15% stocks unfortunately have some stocks okay not all of them have taken a much bigger knock maybe 30 40% okay what exactly is happening out there neeraj i know that there is some classification of sebi or something so is that responsible or is there some genuine concern of some sort so you know multiple rumors anupam uh, before march when the panic started everybody said it's got to do with ltcg correct post march everybody said that it's got to do with uh, some bit of classification uh, things and because mutual funds are reclassifying and selling some shares mm. that's why this panic you would probably want to believe that in a lot of cases the mm. stocks have fallen because of fundamental reasons if mm. you if you just look at the top 15 losers on the mid caps and the small cap space 
from year to date, which is mm-hmm. Jan first mm-hmm. until now, mm-hmm. while the index has fallen 15% and 13% respectively, small caps and mid caps, yeah. we've had falls northwards of 60-70%. Stocks like yeah. Vakrangi, for example. Individual reasons. Individual reasons. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of the top losers have fallen for individual reasons. A lot of stocks also fell off because uh, they had run up quite a bit. Okay. So uh, here's an example. I mean, I'm taking a wrong example out here in Maruti sure. because it's a large cap name, yeah. but it's a brilliant company. Yeah. Everybody drives yeah, a Maruti. Yeah. The sales are looking very solid. YTD, which is from Jan to now, hmm. Maruti is corrected about 11% while the Sensex oh. has stayed flat. And this oh. is a company that is doing very well. So a lot of these stocks have also fallen because they've run up so much yeah, yeah, yeah. in the 2017 boom. Yeah. So there was some par for the course correction as well. Okay. But yeah, it only reinforces the point that if you know the markets well enough, then go out and invest in mid caps and small caps because the returns are good. Yeah. If you don't, hmm. then the returns could be fatal and you would lose your interest in the market. So maybe yeah, it cuts both ways. Yeah, one, and maybe uh, one for people who don't have that kind of risk appetite, maybe a smaller mid-cap mutual fund and SIP in that over a 10-year period might work out better than saying, okay, just let me go and buy 100 shares of XYZ company. Why? Because, you know, it's gone up. I, that would be a better approach. So, folks, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, Neeraj, what do you think, or rather, you know, from your mutual fund show and from everything else that you have, uh, what should investors do right now in this time of uncertainty? Okay, because I lay out the cards for you. Um, politics, I think the base case is okay, manageable. Uh, macro seems to be manageable, assuming that oil does not go, uh, say, to $100. And like I said, all all bets are off. It stays at 80 comes down, stays there. Politics also maintains its... I'm not saying there'll be a great surprise pro-BJP, but I'm saying that the BJP manages whatever is happening. For someone who has an SIP right now, what should he do? I mean, how should he look at equities in the next five years or 10 years? Or does this fall make any difference to his long-term financial planning? I guess not, right, Anupam? Um, I mean, if you're a mutual fund investor, uh, an SIP investor, then anyways, you don't have to bother. It's Mm -hmm. just monitoring if there is no... Um, catastrophic event that has happened which will alter your returns hmm. but you know if you have two minutes I just want to give please, one small please, example please. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something that we do in a lot of investor camps uh, hmm. a very basic example hmm. when people go to a mall hmm. uh, to purchase their t-shirts hmm. or jeans or whatever the case may be hmm. they look out for a sale for saving 30% on a thousand rupee product yeah. they're spending three hours yeah. yeah and it probably happens over two or three weekends hmm. so collectively it's about 12 13 15 hours of uh, man hour spend hmm. on saving less than a thousand bucks or hmm. two thousand bucks or three thousand bucks as the case may be hmm. uh, if you are wanting to invest direct hmm. into equities you need to be able to spend uh, at least twice that amount to yeah. when you're investing a much higher sum yes. than saving those three thousand odd bucks yes. so uh, that's the limited point. If you're a mutual fund investor, then the worries of the mutual fund manager don't bother. But if you're a direct equity investor, do take time out and sporadically see this. Yeah. But yeah, staying invested, at least from what little I hear from experts across who exactly. we speak to, yeah, yeah. they seem to suggest that staying invested right now in a growing economy like India yeah. seems to be the correct decision to do. Yeah, because these things are probably short term. You can't have oil at $100 forever because that's going to hurt a lot of people, not just India. And there are powers of you know there are powers at play that are beyond uh, just Indian... Uh, economy uh, liquidity I think is fine uh, fundamentals are also fine I think that once we are out of this patch uh, of NPAs and once we have much better a slightly better confidence I think then the markets will also feel a little bit more uh, optimistic in the strength of the recovery so to say so folks there's your first tip um, let your SIP run okay do not panic okay speak to your financial advisor most important okay do not uh, take any decisions in haste 
and uh, if you are a direct investor in stocks you you know you'll have to figure it out as to what is your risk return profile what are your long term objectives and whether you have the capability to you know to absorb the kind of uh, fall if at all it happens say if oil goes to 100 or if the bjp loses you'll have to figure that out you know tell us about bloomberg quint now okay and what can listeners get out there you know to all to all our listeners add pesa pesa i know that there are some really funky shows that you've got okay due disclaimer i <laughs> I I was part of an electric vehicles discussion uh, on Bloomberg Quint. Tell us about the various uh, features that you have and how one can see them because you are on Hotstar as I just realized. You have your own website, okay? You do Facebook live events. So just walk us through that. Yeah, so we are um, a multi-platform a digital news channel as of now. Hmm. On the website there is a live feed. We have live feed on Facebook, we have live feed on Twitter, Periscope. Hmm. Uh, Hotstar, we are present. We are pa- present across a couple of other platforms as mm. well. But the whole idea is Anupam that uh, people on the go, mm. people who don't have access to a television set all the time, but have access to the cell phone all the time, mm. need to be able to get news when they want. Mm. And therefore, uh, we are one of the mediums that provides that. There are a lot of other uh, places which do such good work, mm. but we are trying to be present across all those platforms and try to deliver news mm. which are useful so we do a mutual fund show for example something that we've spoken a lot mm. uh, every morning market opening market closing during the afternoons we mm. are present there giving live updates mm. very interactive people can write to us mm. with their queries and we ask those queries to our experts who are sitting out there so as what's, well what's what's so how how do i reach you do i write a mail can i tweet to you how does that work yeah you can tweet to us okay. you can log on to youtube hmm. and the Comments. live which is on just send in your comment all the anchors who are doing those shows are actively monitoring those pages right. and we'll try and take some of the queries to sure, our experts sure. yeah, yeah. Uh, so all of those options are open okay. and we have a whatsapp service which people can subscribe to which hmm. gives about 10 12 updates a day we don't yeah. spam you yeah. but we give you all the necessary updates about business and not mm. just stock markets mm. so multiple ways to reach bloomberg quint yes but the website is probably the best bet the best bet so, so that's bloombergquint.com right yes. uh, the twitter handle is also bloombergquint yes your handle is adit underscore niracha that's n i r a j s h a h and uh, they're on facebook folks they're on twitter i hope you do reach out to them because believe me they are interactive i am a subscriber of the whatsapp service and as i was telling neeraj before the show they are judicious believe me this is not spamming so you should look at uh, the uh, their whatsapp feed for fairly selective and well curated updates on macro on the economy on corporates once in a while the markets also so i think that's something that you might want to look for and that's uh, you know that's a wrap on our show niraj thank you so much for spending time with us uh, and giving us your take on the markets from here on thank you thank you so much anupam for having me thank you thank you for listening if you have any money related questions you can tweet to us at ivm podcasts or email us at paisavaisa@indusworks.com No material on the show should be considered as financial advice. The material on the show is for informational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision. There she stands. A podcast addict. Outside the bank, having traveled several miles to get in with other poor souls like her. The journey, though daunting for this youngling, will have some comfort. because she has downloaded her favorite podcast you can see more of her species on ivmpodcasts.com 
your one-stop destination where you can check out the coolest Indian podcasts. Happy listening.